When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coming up, we take a look at the in-house draft battle. Who is the champion eight games through and also a league-wide scope around the NHL? Where did we hit? Where did we miss early with some of the competition around the league? Third is DPL, the Devil's Puck Luck Podcast, where you know we are your host over here, Adam Armbrecht, over there, Danny McDonough. We're going to have a little bit of a reprieve before the Devils get back on the ice for the second tilt against the Minnesota Wild. Remember that draft battle that we did you know, back in the day there, man? A little before the season, we dove into it. We said, let's put our Devil's acumen, because that's what this is a judge of, <laughs> our Devil's acumen toe-to-toe here. we got some great stats that we're going to break down on and possibly – we may do a bit of a, like the MCU likes to do, maybe a little soft reboot along the way here because we came up with some better parameters that might uh, create a little bit more competition. How do you think you did, Danny? How do you think you're going oh, to I'm getting destroyed. So I already know I'm probably getting destroyed. Let's, <laughs> he's not wrong. Let's <laughs> go ahead and dive in on the numbers. As a reminder, here were the units that we put together. Now, these are just based on, we drafted these players, so they're not top lines based on the actual Devils roster, but the way that we drafted, right? So I had on my top line, uh, Alexander Holtz, Timo Meyer, and Jack Hughes. My defensive top pairing was Luke Hughes and Dougie Hamilton. And then my second line, unfortunately, included Nocek. That's a problem. Hala starting to be a problem. And Bastion didn't quite get a chance early on in the season. My second defensive pairing, though, is Siegenthaler and Marino. For Danny, this is where actually there are some nice bright spots for you. Brat, Heischer, and Mercer. Mm-hmm. Your top pairing was Ball and Miller defensively. That one's going to sting you. And then you had Palat McLeod, which is going in the right direction now. And also Tyler Safoli to go along with, oops, Nemich and Brendan Smith as your <laughs> second defensive pairing. Danny did, however, get, he got, you, you say, he got the better goalie, right? No, he went bold and grabbed Akira Schmidt early in the in-house draft. And at the time, if you go back and watch, I was like, oh my God, no. But it turns out, that that's a pretty big positive for me. Uh, do you? What are you surprised by? Because we can we can apply this to the Devils right now as well. Yeah. Um, the Nemich one, obviously for you. That w- there's guys when we're taking flyers, just in terms of a couple of players. You also, as your extra pick, had foot. That could be better going forward. Mm-hmm. I had Lazar. I had Lazar. That one has paid off in well, space think, for me. Yeah, I think Lazar is one of the big bright spots for the Devils in general. You know, he's you know getting that promotion, jumping to the third line with some injuries, getting more playing time. I think he's become a staple yeah. in the Devils lineup too. It's yeah, you know, it, it's if someone's coming out right now, it's not Lazar. 
you know yeah it's me it's you know Bastion doesn't have any points he's he's done a lot of other good things playing you know on the penalty kill getting some block shots you know really forechecking well so you know it's when you look at stat li- stat lines sometimes for you know the guys that you wouldn't expect to be high goal scorers they're doing the things that they need to especially Lazar Lazar was a great pickup for you in our uh, in house yeah. prep there I feel really great about it. Let's go ahead and hit it with. So, and Lazar is, I think, one of the bright spots through these first eight games. When we talk about stats, total points, who do you think had the advantage in that category, Danny? Um, you, clearly. It's going to be me. Yeah, obviously. This was close, though. 54 points total for me, uh, 32 for you. So the it got, it got a little wonky. I was like, close. That's not well, yeah, it wasn't particularly. Um, but but here's how it broke down, though, which actually I thought was interesting. The goals, though, only 17-16. Again, my advantage, but because Jack Hughes actually hasn't been like an elite goal scorer early in the season for the Devils, it's what skews though the assist category where I took that down 34 to 16. Yeah. Because again, Jack's been making big headway there. But when you think about a line that includes Jesper Bratt for you. 14 total points, six goals. Like there's some nice stuff in there for Jesper uh, early in this season. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest disappointment for me is Mercer. You know, I I drafted in our in-house draft Mercer and Mercer has zero points through eight games, which it's been a huge talking point for Devils fans. You know, in general, it's been a huge talking point for all analysts wondering if something's going on with Mercer or is he just snake bitten right now and he's going to be fine. You know, I'm on the ladder of that. I think he's going to be fine. I, I think he's done a lot of things special team wise that have really showed um, you know, throughout the first eight games, you want to see him score points. You know, that, that's yeah. all it is. He's he needs to score goals. He needs to get on the board with assists. I, I think that some of the plays that you've seen with him in front of the net, you know, in the slot, he's just been unlucky. You know, I, I think the goals are going to come. You know, but, you know, looking at it from the front office standpoint on a contract year, having zero points, you know, if we want to, you know, retain Tyler Toffoli and Mercer. It's not a bad thing, so to speak, that he's off to a slower start. <laughs> However, we don't want him to be off to a slower start. You know, let's let's forget the money and the contract, the potential contract. You know, this kid is a phenomenal player. He's a young player. He's going to right the ship. I, I, I think he's going to do very well moving forward. So here's a, yeah, some interesting things about that. If you look at expected goals so far this season, who do you think leads the team in expected goals? Expected goals? Yeah. That one's tough, right? Because it's all about ice time, correct? Like, well, no, I mean, no, it's just predicated on opportunities. So you know, it's like when the moments are there, when there's a, when the percentages tell you that a shot should result in a goal, right? How, oh, yeah. how okay. who leads the team that? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off the cuff here and say Eric Holla. Not bad. Second, second on the list here, Eric Holla with 3.4 expected goals over the course of this season. So then, when you look and see that he has five goals and an assist so far and six points, you say there's a guy that's even exceeding expectation and is getting volume of opportunity. Mm. Just behind him in third position is 3.3 for Jack Hughes. So he has five goals, even though he hasn't maybe. <laughs> this is insane to say through eight games hasn't scored as much as we maybe thought he would have. But the 13 assists are there, right? So creating opportunities for teammates. The number one in that category is Tyler Toffoli, 6.1, nearly double over the next highest devil. And guess what? He's converting seven goals, three assists to start his season. So you need to convert these. And the reason why I list those players out, and it relates back to our in-house battle because he's been a big player for you, certainly, is because after Hughes, it goes Nico Heischer at 2.5, and he has just two goals. So he's a little bit under what he could be performing at and now dealing with the injury. Jesper Bratton, fifth position. 2.1. He's giving you six goals and eight assists. So Jesper Bratt 
he's making his opportunities for himself in a lot of these instances. Timo Meyer playing very neutral here, although despite two goals expected, just one has the six assists. Seventh highest on the Devils right now is Dawson Mercer, 1.8. And the categories next to that is zero, zero, and zero. Right. Yeah. So, and he doesn't have even, and he doesn't have secondary assists either. He has goose eggs in those five categories from assists, goals, points, primary assists, and secondary assists. Like, and he's played 173 shifts, by the way. So, by that metric, he's still, he's 10th in terms of shifts run here. So, th- oh. that would be my concern. The yeah. opportunities have been there, and he's been in good hockey spots to you, you mentioned there on the doorstep, maybe opportunities they didn't come through on. Listen, offensive production, he needs to be better. You know, he needs to bury some chances. He needs to get more in the play when it comes to the offensive zone. It's I look at it, what he's doing in totality. You know, it's it's people like, oh, he's just playing terrible, zero points in eight games. I get it, what it looks like. But you got to look at everything. You know, his forechecking's been pretty good. His neutral zone play's been good. You know, he's very crisp with his passing. He's not turning the puck over. But, yeah, of course, he, he's got to score. You know, it's you can't cut it any other way. He's got to score goals and he's got to get primary assists and he's got to be a playmaker for the Devils. You know, we're five, two and one, but we always say it. Devils aren't playing to their capabilities, to the best of their capabilities right now. But we still have the advantage of being five, two and one because we're that good of an offensive team. When Mercer turns it on and if all our players turn it on offensively and everything starts to click, that's when you're going to start seeing the dominance. You know, Mercer is a guy that if he starts scoring goals, you're going to see this team take even another step forward offensively, which is even, it's crazy to think about, right? Um, but we can't rely on Jack to Foley and Brat to basically have the bulk of our scoring. You know, I want to spread that around. I want to spread it around to the three lines, you know, our top three lines and have the fourth line do what they're doing with the four checking. I, I mean, you know it, you see it. It's, we got to spread it around a little bit. We want to get these guys on the board. Eric Hall has been great. He's been a great surprise early in the year. You know, he was banged up too, and he's still scoring goals. And we want to get Andre Palat on the board too. You know, he doesn't have a goal yet. He's got two assists, but, you know, we want to see him step up as Sam Mercer. Those are the two guys I'm looking at in the next two weeks, you know, to see what Dawson Mercer does offensively and see what Andre Palat does offensively. Coming up here in a second, let's talk about some interesting stats around where shifts start and why certain players and certain lines are going to be in a position to excel offensively, where maybe, even including Dawson Mercer, they're putting put onto the ice in a moment of control, in a moment of neutral opportunities where you're just trying to reset the balance for this team. But first, we're going to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings. That's because you know the NFL season has been going strong. Midway point practically here. And DraftKings Sportsbook is now hooking up customers with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings does not stop there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every single game day throughout November. You got to look over there, man. You got to find yourself a juicy line. Thursday night football action coming up here. And you know that you can get in on the game day greatness by downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and using promo code THPN. That's right. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5 on the NFL. That's promo code. THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hills Casino and Resort. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in our friends to the North Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours 
hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football for terms, for eligibility, and deposit restrictions. Also, responsible gambling resources. And as we continue our conversation, Danny, around what has been an epic, epic in-house draft, an absolute beatdown for me, just to go ahead and recap here, I won on points, I've won on goals, I've won on assists. Who do you think took the hit category here, Danny? You did. That's right. 81 to 70 in my favor. Actually, what really was a big bonus for me here was a guy like Bastion who hasn't played a ton, but he still was up there. I think the double did around 14 hits already in the season. Yeah. Some of my offensive players have done a good job there as well. But on that note, just to come back to Mercer, because I think this is a talking point that fans are kind of getting big in on here. Another interesting thing about where shifts start. And I just thought that when you go and think about shifts that start in the offensive zone, well, Tyler Toffoli, Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, Timo Meyer, Jesper Bratt, Luke Hughes are among the top there, all 18%, all up to 27%. And even Alexander Holtz, by the way, who just to dial back, 1.2 expected goals, has two on the season, has the assist, and got that on a secondary effort as well. But then when you think about, okay, so starting in the offensive zone, well, Dawson Mercer is 12th at 12.7, getting down to the bottom of the barrel there. A lot of his work actually starts in the neutral zone, fourth highest in 21.4%, but then defensive start, defensive zone starts here. McLeod, Bastion, Nocek, limited, uh, <laughs> obviously in his percentage when we talk about him, and then Hala Marino. Do you find it interesting that I tell you Dawson Mercer, he's 11th on the starting in the defensive zone, 11% of the time. So it's just like, my question is to him, when these are in the neutral zone opportunities as you get onto the ice, is this neutral zone and retracting to resettle the team? Or are you supposed to be taking advantage of these opportunities? And that's where he's struggling. It's a loaded and is it on question. him, by the way, or is it on the line overall? Correct? Like, that's, that, that's it. It's a loaded yeah. question because Eric Hall is going to jump on the ice in the defensive zone for a faceoff. That's important if it's not McLeod, right? right. So you're going to see Eric Hall come on as a center iceman. Um, he's been moved around a little bit, obviously, but Mercer was on that line. You know, he was on that third line too for a while. So, you know, it, it gets to the point where those stats to me can be a little misleading. I think that that line is on two against a high-scoring offensive-powered line for your opposition. Mm -hmm. You know, whoever your top line for the opposition is, I think that you're going to see Eric Hall's line. I think you're going to see Mercer out there too because he's very good at containing the puck in the neutral zone, getting it through the neutral zone into um, our offensive zone. And it's not like he's like a minus four, minus five, minus six. He, he's plus one on the year. You know, I know that we look at plus minuses and it's, yeah, it can be misleading at times because obviously the power play doesn't, you know, factor into the plus minus and special teams in general. But Mercer has played responsibly defensively, yeah. you know, and, and that's something that I look at, especially not having any points. If he was not playing responsibly defensively and wasn't playing good through the neutral zone or wasn't forechecking, that's a huge problem, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you have no points and you're playing pretty crappy defensively and not on special teams, we're going to have to figure something out. But because of that, that's that can be a little misleading. I, I think that you know they're going to jump on the ice that line for a specific situation. So I don't look too much into it. Um, and obviously, you're going to see Jack Hughes. You know, when there's offensive draws and there's offensive opportunities, you're going to see him on the ice first too in the offensive zone. Who do you think? And I agree with you on that. And that's why, but it's in totality, right? All these little pieces, you start to have it inform it, and then you let your eye test take over as well. This will look like quality. Uh, sessions, not just for Mercer. This is for a lot of guys because there's plenty of players we could look at and say it's been okay. We'd like it to be better. In terms of hits, who do you think? Give me your top five hits. Top well, five players and hits. Yeah, Bastion's going to be in there. Lazar's going to be in there. Mikey McLeod's going to be in there, I'm assuming. Is he? 
No. no. Timo Meyer. There you go. Three. Kevin Ball. Kevin Ball is four. Um, Siegenthaler. There you go. Is your fifth in order from 17, 16, 15, and then two players. Technically, I was busting your chops. McLeod is tied at 14 with Timo <laughs> and Bastion, but it's Lazar Ball, Siegenthaler, Timo Meyer, which I think is important. We talk about him, offensive player, but he needs to be able to lay that wood at times. And then Bastion along with McLeod and Bastion, who didn't start the season is being a part of this rotation. You have to kind of like that only eight games, but he's already elevated up to that spot there. McLeod has 14 as well. Brendan Smith has 12. Palat has 11. Jesper Bratt has 10. Now, again, if we want, I feel like we are going to highlight one hit for Dawson Mercer. There's, there are, and by the way, the more concerning, let's flip it to another guy. You said this before, Dougie Hamilton, you got to give me more than two hits. He has two (laughs) hits so far in the season. I know it's not a part of his game, but you're too big. You're too yeah, large uh, he, to not use your body. He's a big dude, man. He, he's a taller, kind of lankier dude, but he can throw his body around, and he should throw his body around, but he's he's never been that type of player. You Alexander know, Holtz has two hits on the year. Come on! He's never been that type of player, and, and you've seen Dougie just offensive capabilities, stupid. But yeah. defensively, he's made some mistakes, too, you know, and I think that goes back to not utilizing your body in the defensive zone, too. It's Dougie has not been as aggressive on the boards in the defensive zone that I've seen from last year. He was a little more aggressive, but, you know, Dougie Hamilton, we know because of his offensive capabilities, he's going to make some of those mistakes defensively. But I agree with you. I I think he could throw his body a little bit more, but we all know that he's not that type of player. So definitely don't expect it, you know? Yeah, for sure. So this is, these are, I I find these to be really fun here. There's a whole bunch of other things, you know, goals above expected face off win percentages, block shots, um, all these kind of things, power play performance. We're going to get into that again here, but I don't want to, I don't want to burn it all right now. Cause the other thing that we wanted to do here coming up in just a second is take a look around the league. Danny and I set expectations for the Metro. We also set some maybe bold statements around other teams inside the NHL that have certainly come out for better or worse early sample size here we're going to go ahead and take a little tour but before we get into that i want to let you guys know that you could be going over and checking back in with some of our good friends raycon that's because you know we came in and told you about the headphones before but it's never too early to start thinking about the holiday season and thinking about your holiday shopping why not take care of it now before the crowds get packed the calendar starts to twine down the shipping prices go up and you're sitting there Black Friday, freaking out. You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on right now. Raycon first made a name for themselves in audio space with products like their everyday earbuds we've told you about, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like 32 hours of battery life and a perfect in-ear fit, all-day wear, and lasting comfort. But boy, oh boy, in the past year, Raycon has expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Power Tech. You've got five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable that allows you to charge, uh, uh, excuse me, iOS, micro USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. That's my new nickname for the New Jersey Devils, 100-watt power delivery system. Their faucet filter ultra filters water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring that your water that you use to wash your hands and wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high quality throughout all of their features and are now doing it at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder that their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews to get everyone 
everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early. Raycon is currently offering 20% off on everything on their website with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. That is buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Woo! 100% watt delivery system. I like that. <laughs> Talk about the NHL overall, Danny. We yeah. Got time. We, got, we got a little bit of time here before the Devils get into their action against the Wild. Uh, biggest surprise for you. Let's let's start in division before okay. we get to our biggest surprise. I think we both know which one we're going to go with there. One that we did not necessarily believe was going to happen. Yeah. In the Metro, it is New York leading right now on 14 points. The Carolina Hurricane on 12. <clears throat> the New Jersey Devils on 11. Though... The Canes have two games in hand against the Devils, uh, and the Rangers have one. Are you surprised by the early season success for the Rangers, a team that is six and one away from MSG? Yeah, well, listen, it's they're on a five-game winning streak, and they completely dominated their West Coast trip. So the Rangers are clicking right now, you know. And, and Jonathan Quick has surprised me a lot in a couple of games that he's been in there. He's been lights out. So it's so early in the season, but the Rangers are going to still be a powerhouse that we thought. You know, it's it's. We thought they would take maybe a step back, you know, in, in the division a little bit, but it looks like they're going to be very similar to what they were last year, you know? Big contrast for me when we look at a team like this, to the Devils specifically, is let's go back and look at, uh, starting with the Kraken, 4-1 to one victory, 3-1 to one victory over the Flames, 3 nothing shutout against the Oilers, 4-3 mm-hmm. against the Canucks, 3-2 against the Jets. Any of those games in those categories, the Devils give up three. Like, you know, that's been, we said, the standard for the Devils when it comes to goal scoring surrendered is always going to be at least three. And, and that's the difference here about being able to maybe go through lulls early season now. But as this season progresses, you know, the Rangers can always look and say, between the pipes, we feel like we can steal a couple of games where we don't necessarily have the firepower on the offensive end. Goaltending and defense, man, it's important. You know, Adam Fox has been really great for the Rangers to start the year. DeAndre Miller's been great, and, and Panarin's on fire, you know. So it's you really look at everything the way it's been going for the Rangers, and they're clicking, you know, and they're going to continue to click. They're going to have some of their lulls, you know. It's you look at Devils Rangers comparison, Devils are the better offensive team, but the yep. Rangers are a better goaltending and defensive team, you know. So, you know, it's going to go hand in hand. I, I think that the Rangers you see are going to finish in the top three. You know, I had them finishing as wild card one, but it kind of looks like it as the Penguins are three and six to start the year. Oops. Very wrong on that. Um, but yeah, the, listen, the Rangers are they're going to be a great team throughout. And that was you mentioned the Penguins there. Uh, they've given up a ton of goals as well in their losses, right? They gave up uh, 14 goals across three games there just a, about a week ago. So their early season has not gone the way we thought. We thought veteran team, you know, a little bounce back in them, show you some fight. They, they could be a fun team to watch in terms of the trade deadline as this thing starts to unfold for them because they're sitting at the bottom of the Metro right now, staring up in a big way. Let's flip over to the Atlantic real quick here. This is where I think we're, we're, we're both shocked. Nine games in, 8-0-1 for the Boston Bruins, who yeah, moved on from a lot of people, a lot of players, a lot of the veterans. It's a young team now. 29 goals for, not necessarily tops by any stretch, just 14 against. They're a plus 15 on differential. Yeah, listen, it, again, defense and goaltending is going to win games. Let's preface this by saying, too, their schedule hasn't been crazy strong by any means. You know, sure. So they're winning the games they should be winning. My biggest surprise in the Atlantic is the Detroit Red Wings. You know, it's yeah, we, yeah. we talked about this after the Devils play the Red Wings in their home opener. I, I said it. I think the Red Wings are going to be a good team this year. And with mm-hmm. Debrinkit, you know, with Perron and, and with Dylan Larkin, and you got Sprong in there too. It's 
they're a very strong team and they're clicking too. And and you saw it against the Islanders when they just played the Islanders last night. You know, it's they came back. You know, they won that game four three and they had no business in winning that game because the Islanders were dominating, you know, most of the second and third period. So they're a team that's going to be able to score quickly. And I think that they're going to be in the playoff hunt throughout. I see them being a wild card. Yeah, they have been. And I think it's funny too for you and me when you watch Devils games and you see that team, right? You come out of it going, Oh, hey, this was our result, win or loss, whatever, but you go Oh, so that team maybe you know has a little something more going for them this year than we may have thought. I'll point out uh, in there for Detroit as well, Cider with those nine assists already through 10 games. He's a guy that usually ends up with 30 to 40 kind of assists in that category and low goal totals, but he's been setting the table nicely here. When you think about a, a lower level team, a team that struggled in recent uh, memory, plus minus isn't everything, but he's normally finishing the season minus 10, minus 11 because of the team overall. He's right there. He's almost neutral right now. So I think things like that really help set a table for a young team in some of those key categories. They've been they've been impressive. So we'll see if it holds up. That's the other part, right? Yeah, like eight, eight, I also 10 games in. You're gonna see teams in the Atlantic, they're gonna they're gonna bounce back. Like for me, Buffalo has the same issues that that we have too. Buffalo's gonna score goals, but their goaltending and obviously their defense is gonna be a concern. You know, Buffalo has high powered scoring guys. They're gonna write the ship a little bit. Florida is gonna get better. Um, I think you're going to see Montreal fall down a little bit. You know, they had a very good start to the year, but Montreal is going to come down. And, and Tampa and Toronto, you obviously know, are going to be in the mix and toward the top as well. So, But Detroit is – I'm super surprised by Detroit. I, I think Boston will come down to earth a little bit, but we were super wrong with uh, them falling flat, you know, over nine games not losing in regulation. It's pretty good. Yeah, come on. And Montreal as well is up there, right? I mean, they're third in the division right now. They're a young team. Again, 5-2-2, two, and two, though. I, you have to like what they've been doing, even though they're operating on a negative goal differential to this point of the season. If we flip out West just briefly here, um, it's this is kind of the antithesis of it because you go over in the Pacific to start. It's like the Knights, the Canucks, the Kings. Like, not necessarily surprises in that in that regard. Anything, anything sniff the level of what we're seeing in the East that surprises you out West? Oh, Vegas is a powerhouse too. Winning the cup, I'm surprised that they came out as strong as it did. You hear about the, uh, you know, the cup hangover and coming out a little slower. And these guys. Yeah, but but they're a quality team. No, but and they're also more of a veteran team too. They got a lot of veterans on that team that they know what's going on. But I, I think they'll slow down a little bit. It's I don't think that they're going to obviously be lights out, and I still don't think they're going to win that division. To be honest with you, um, Calgary Flames, man, I, I don't know what's going on with them. I thought they were going to be a lot better than they were last year, and and they're toward the bottom. Uh, minus 15 on goal differential yeah and remember too it's they basically you know the front office told the calgary flames we're putting all extension talks for contracts on hold they're gonna be sellers you know they're gonna sell at the deadline and and that's something to keep an eye on because they were supposed to contend this year and they're not but um colorado doesn't surprise you obviously they're up there you know you knew dallas was going to be up there the anaheim ducks surprised me a little bit you know five and four through nine games i'm pretty impressed with the ducks i didn't think that they were going to be up there i thought they were going to you know, lose a lot more games than that, but it's still early. You know, it, it, the Sharks, we knew were going to be bad <laughs> and they're all the way at the bottom. There but, you, you know, there's not as many surprises for me out West as you see in the East shakeup wise. Um, I think Seattle Kraken and the Edmonton Oilers, they'll, they'll get better. You know, it's very early for them, very young season. So I think they're going to creep up in the standings. As time I got to tell you, man, you know, being a minus 26 on point differential as the San Jose Sharks are winless on the season. I mean, we're talking like historically bad here yeah. for them. And, and and there's not really a light at the end of that tunnel. One note that I'll put out there when we talk about specifically in the central division, mm-hmm. the Dallas stars are a five, one and one team right now. They have 11 points. They're second. Right. They have just 22 goals for, and just 18 against like this team. 
is going to be dancing a very delicate line of being strong defensively, of shutting teams down. But but the goal production here, and this is what I think is the theme, right? It's why the Devils can afford to struggle a little bit, but overpower you with their offense at times. Like that, that's going to be a, to me. I'm going to watch them and see yeah. how their offense develops because they're not going to survive on that type of ratio. Remember too, they're struggling offensive a little bit too. You know, Robo yeah. has not turned it on. Robertson hasn't turned it on at all. Yeah. So it's they are a defensive structured team. We knew they were a defensive structured team, and they were going to play that way. I still have Dallas going to Stanley Cup. You know, they were my West team picking out in the, uh, you know, to go to the Cup. Uh, I had the Devils. Oh, yeah, we got to go back and check on that. Yeah, I had the Devils in the East, so it was it was Devils versus Stars. You but, you know, I, I still, I'm still very strong on them being that contender this year because they lead they lead with defense. You know, that, that's their game. That's their style of play. They clog up the neutral zone. They're strong on the blue line, and it's what you really need when it comes to playoff hockey, too. But they'll be fine. They'll turn it on offensively. Dallas Stars are, are going to be a very, very good team. We'll go ahead and we'll check back in on all of this. We'll also tap back into, because we gave our predictions for the divisions inside and out of the Metro. Look at the league overall. I think I, we went, did we go all the way? I don't know if we did it all the way to the, to the finals. And no, we, so we'll go we ahead and take our, yeah. So we'll take our early season sample size from some of these teams. We'll crystallize that. I think we are because it, do you want to concede in terms of inter-host battles on the show? Do you want to already concede that I would win this the in-house yeah. draft battle? Okay. Yeah, no, the, the in-house draft battle is over. I'm calling it. I'm throwing the white flag in. Adam has won. Um, you know what we should do? It Maybe like... Maybe mid-season we'll do it again, you know? What we need, no, what we're going to do here is we'll let it get to, say, like the 10th game. Just there's an easy, clean breaking point. And then as we discussed a little bit and then fans tapped in on, it's you have to go position for position. You have to go like for like. You have to go line by line here. We were a little bit too free-for-all. And I just, listen, I struck gold because I I got it up here. They call yeah. that Unagi. So I went ahead and struck early and often. And it just, it's created, I, I, he's my cousin. You know, we host a show together. Yeah. I can't just, I don't, I mean, by the way, I will keep tracking these stats all season. Oh, long I know you will. Reminders, but I'm just saying, we'll go ahead and flip the script on it a little bit and give ourselves a more competitive line to follow here along the way. Until next time, though, we'll come back in. We'll have a preview. We'll have a review of the wild matchup. We're curious to see if it's going to be Akira Schmid that gets in the net there or if VTech will take it again with a back-to-back coming up. Until then, you go over to YouTube at Devil's Puck Luck. You get over to Twitter at NJ Devil's PL. You get over to uh, TikTok, to Snapchat, to Facebook, to Instagram, where you'll find us at Devil's Puck Luck. Also at Adam Armbrecht and at Danny the Face on Twitter. We thank you. We appreciate you. We value you. Danny, get us out the door here. Something right off the top of your head. Um, bet Dawson Mercer to have at least one point. Oh, <laughs> see you next time. We'll